Hi guys, it's me, Delvon, aka the Black Sun. Just wanted to touch base with everybody. You know, I posted something earlier today via social media that I'd be doing a podcast related to reparations. I know a lot of people are talking about that right now. And, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of share my thoughts on reparations and how I felt about it. Um, You know, personally, I feel that reparations um, can be a plus, but they also can be a negative. Um, I know a lot of people say, you know, you can't argue the affirmative and do that. But, you know, I just want to let people understand, have people understand that, you know, when it comes to reparations, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to come in the form of money or monetary value. Um, A lot of people don't understand that there are other ways that we can have some type of, um, I guess you could say, being or or higher level of consciousness or trying to be able to get some type of uh, financial or spiritual uplift you know without having to rely on somebody else to provide that stimulus you know to say that means you know we do have to start to look at each other and ourselves and understand that it is within ourselves that we will find true happiness and salvation and it has nothing to do with what somebody else is going to give us um, I think that we need to be more resilient and, and, and in that regard, you know, take care of ourselves um, mentally, psychologically. We have been oppressed by certain individuals and, and groups. However, in that regard, we have to uh, the fact that we have been psychologically damaged. We have to come to terms with that. And understand that we as people have to elevate ourselves to the point where that no longer is a factor. You know, that's not what's getting in our way. Us having these conversations about whether or not we should be getting our 40 acres and a mule. Instead, we should be thinking about ways that we can create our own spaces so that that 40 acres and a mule can be created, but it's self-sufficient. It wasn't given to us as a gift. We earned and we created our spaces. And I think in that regard, we would value those spaces a little bit more. Um, There have been cases in the past, such as Black Wall Street. I think that Black Wall Street is is an example of where our resilience shined. Um, However, due to faults not of our own, that that was destroyed. Um, But that doesn't negate the fact that it could be rebuilt and we could build something that is twice as strong in that regard uh, to say that we can reparate we have the ability to provide reparations to ourselves we owe that to ourselves to be able to create and disseminate certain certain types of avenues that will i mean help everybody you know Um, universally, you know, black or white, you know, I'm not just saying that, you know, to, to, to give them a scapegoat, but, you know, I do believe that we have to put forth our own efforts and without putting forth our own efforts, what's the point of somebody giving us a dollar amount or, you know, you know, as a, I'm sorry that we enslaved your ancestors, you know, we actually have to acknowledge that, it happened. Everybody has to acknowledge that it, slavery happened. 
you know, but when it comes to reparations, I, I don't believe that that is the answer. No, um, in, in as far as monetary, but I do believe that services such as subsidized education for people of color, you know, to go to school. If they want to go to, say, pick up a trade uh, job, go go to trade school and potentially become a plumber or a, or a HVAC system um, certified technician. Uh, those types of uh, professions, you know, are valuable in any community. And I think if there were more African-Americans in those fields, you know, we could create a economic space for us to garner wealth you know but the 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 money would actually remain in the black community longer which i think would generally help with the overall health and wealth of that community or the communities that is being served when other i've been criticized when it comes to my understandings of reparations because you know again I, I spoke about the psychological effects of enslavement and how that is something that has to be addressed uh, it really does need to be addressed but i don't believe that systemic racism has created this environment that we see our children in right now in an age of deviancy that is being glorified in the media uh violence the heightened um cases of violent acts that are happening in adolescent places such as schools i think that that is something that we do have to address and i i definitely think psychologically there is something that has to happen you know in order for us to move forward as people um that's both african-americans white Americans, Hispanic Americans, um, Asian Americans, it, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, we do have to start to heal, you know, these wounds that have been inflicted. Um, I definitely think that, again, monetary reparations would not suffice. Um, I think that adding social, adding more opportunities for organizations that are faith-based to create social service networks. Um, I think that those types of uh, opportunities would benefit communities more um, if it's approached in a humanitarian form and not in monetary form. So, I mean, that's pretty much what I have so far, you know, when it comes to reparations in a more controlled um I guess you could say delivery. <laughs> I think I definitely could be a little bit more aggressive when it comes to it. Um, you know, I have a guest on my show right now, my wife. Um, we just recently had an anniversary. Woo -woo. Um, you know, so I'll let her, you know, chime in whenever she feels that I'm being not myself. <laughs> so here she goes. Hey everyone, it's me, Diane, um, and, uh, and who, and you know, so what do you think about my views on reparations? I mean, I, like, again, we've talked about this prior. So if I did not say anything that you think that I might need to elaborate on, you know, feel, feel free. Let me know. What's up? <laughs> Speak freely. Well, 
in my opinion, I just feel as though oh, we 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 do need reparations in some form. Um, I just think I know you feel that we can't um, you know compare ourselves to other ethnicities, but there are other people who were uh, oppressed who receive reparations and it helps them and I just think that you know some type of maybe monetary maybe educational um, type of reparations would be beneficial to the black community um, and I think that we do need to acknowledge that we were enslaved we were enslaved for a long time and um, 500 years and you know 50 years is not enough is not a long a long enough time for for the black community as a whole to um, raise up above their circumstances so I, I do think there needs to be some type of and, and so when you reference say 50 years you're referencing roughly like the um, civil rights movement right. 1970s mm -hmm. and how the American government offered uh, concessions, we would now call concessions, um, in order to alleviate their race problem. Um, naturally, there were people in the civil rights movement, such as Malcolm X and other uh, more radical uh, individuals who, who wanted to um, bring this awareness of a human rights issue and not civil. Right. Um, so, in that regard, I understand that there are other ethnic groups that have received monetary, you know, uh, compensation for right, what has been endured by and for like on behalf they were of them. Viewed as property, of like course, that. of course. I mean, chattel being chattel. I think again, the psychological under, undertones of being chattel, I definitely think has plagued us more. Mm -hmm. um, one of the issues again that I, I just I just can't. I just don't know. It's just one of those things where I feel like when you look at individuals who are, say, Native American and individuals say, well, why did they receive? Why are they receiving money? I mean, what well, my thing is Native Americans have to submit to blood, uh, blood verification. You know, yeah. they have to actually some they actually have to prove the percentage that they are of Native descent based on their blood, their blood. I mean, that's. I mean, you think about that and you look at us and African-Americans are not being to that degree. Um, I guess you could say, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's just insane. Well, I mean, if you think about what Native Americans are having to deal with and you compare that to what we're dealing with, you're like, man, I mean, I, I mean, when we talk about we want our 40 acres and a mule, but we're taking the land from them. That's, that's actually their 40 acres. And the mules, if we're being technically naturally, correct, you know, some of them still live on reservations. I mean, naturally, but you know, the fact that they have to live on a reservation, I, I, it's one of those things. And that's why I say, when people say monetary, mon when when I hear reparations, and I know I can't generalize, but when I hear reparations, I typically I typically go to this thing of people want money. It's always somebody wants a handout, but they don't want to put forth some type of effort to well, get I that would be money. Even happy if they provided like um, wealth education classes, you know, instead of just handing out and allowing people to spend and then become broke once again, teach them how to cultivate their wealth. I mean, naturally, I mean, but like I said, I'm one of those type of people that 
even if we do that, I feel like when you look at African Americans and say us being educated in a clearly we're being brought up in a Eurocentric educational system that is not African centered based, which I, I mean, again, if, if they were going to do reparations, I feel like we will say education. That's fine. But when I look at education, I feel like, okay, fine, let's start our own charter schools that have an African-centered pedagogy that would allow our our children to learn about their cultures, but also learn what they need to learn in order to survive in this society, too. Um, I, I just feel like at the end of the day, when you look at historical figures, if, 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 if African-American children were taught about certain figures who people don't know about like Fannie Lou Hamer, you know, like, uh, you know, Chestnut, you know, like James Baldwin, um, Claude McKay, uh, you know, you, you have individuals from the black arts movement, uh, Amari Baraka, you know, I feel like that those type of people, if they, if those types of people's works, Zorna Neale Hurston, you know, if those types of works were ingrained in our children's curriculums at an early age, I think that that would do more for our people than, say, some legislation that gives us a stipend for the rest of our lives. I mean, I feel like that stipend is a pacification. I mean, but the fact that we, I don't, but my thing is, has it been asked about? To teach their children about their ancestry and um, the history behind, you know, our struggle and, and not just the struggle, but the things that we thrive at as well. Um, and until there are people who are willing to put together those schools you are speaking of or um, until there is a, a true outcry and, and wanting that type of knowledge, you know, I mean, who's going to be the first to make that step? I mean, I just feel like it could be one of those things where... I think that that's kind of the stuff that I feel like should just be understood. And I know it's nothing is not really understood. That's, again, I know that's just me being hopeful, uh, uh, you know, and romanticizing reality in that regard, right, you know. You, okay, from everyone that you've spoken to, that's taught you, every, per, every book that you've read, you have that information. So will you be the one to start and put forth, you know, those um, those educational programs for these children. I mean, if this is your idea, I mean, are you going to be the voice to start this movement? Basically, because it has to be a movement at this point. I mean, everything everything seems like it's a movement at this point in our, in our um, society. So, I mean, who would be that person? Would it be you? Well, I mean, ugh. I mean, like I said, you kind of put me on the spot there. I mean, I, I do believe that, yes, I will be that person at some at, at some point in my life. I think that I will be able to get to that point. Um, but my, you know, just, a, I guess, a rebuttal in that regard. It's one of those things where I find myself tittering on the notion of are individuals who have made it. Individuals who are successful, individuals in the black community who have garnered success, um, not just being rich, but actually garnered wealth, which is generational and it can transfer. I, I, I find it. I find it interesting that, you know, those individuals exist. 
And it's one of those things that personally, I would be willing to give up my personal comfort for the greater good of our people. However, I can't say in good faith that individuals from a higher echelon or, you know, people who have affluency would be willing to give up those comforts that they are privy to because of their ability to um, produce, you know, an atmosphere for their children that fosters upward mobility. You know, I, I think that one individual such as me would only be a small fish in that pond in that regard. There are people who have hands, who have the ability to, I guess, touch hands in other spaces and move mountains. And I feel like those mountains metaphorically in reference to Amilcar Cabral, our people are our mountains. And that means that within, we within, only us, will be able to get our, or, or obtain our liberation. Without us, without the us in that, it can never happen. Um, I, I, again, I think when you look at what happened in that in parts of Africa with neocolonialism and how, um, you know, you had imperialism, colonialism, and now you have neocolonialism, which, you know, is the offshoot of what was already there. I think that those things are transferable across the, the diaspora when it comes to people of color. So I feel that they're, you know, and again, you know, in reference to other scholars, you know, um, Negroes and ignorant Negroes came off the plantation as well. To say that not everybody wants to see the collective succeed. There always there will always be people who are individually invested in oneself and they don't want to divest that energy, you know, for other people to uh, absorb that energy so that they can elevate themselves too. Um, you know, I do understand that there are people who are going to be just narcissistic and they only think about themselves. Um, I, I, I that is true. But if the if the collective wants but to succeed, I think like that, that that has to happen. That type of um, persona has been forced upon the black community. As far so as which one? Think about you know the narcissistic mentality. I, I definitely think it's um, it's so it's something, but again, it's a scapegoat because you know, I, I don't I do believe psychologically we are influenced by our colonial oppressors and and how it is an extension of that. Romanistic capitalist ideology, or uh, the the, uh, the 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 consumption, the the obsession with consumption, you know, I, I definitely think that that is something that plagues our communities. And but the fact that there are people in our communities throughout time who have talked about this psychological damaging, this this this, this how it's being, how we are being psychologically damaged. The fact that there are people, there are at least five to eight scholars. Um, I, I, I mean, I, of course, I will get back to it with the names, but just off the top, you know, there are individuals who have written about post-traumatic slave syndrome like Dr. DeGruy. And I feel like that in that regard, you know, we do understand that that is a real life thing. Um, I just feel again that there are people who are individually self-invested and they will always be and, and it, I don't think that that has necessarily anything to do with 
who oppressed us. I think that there are people out there who just want to do bad things. And that's that's just what they want to do. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, in reference to a Biggie quote, you know, Biggie, Biggie said it best. You know what I'm saying? When he got the when he got the heaven, you know, he was, you know, he was bored. You know what I'm saying? You know, he wanted to, you know, basically get his, you know what, lit. You know, he likes to smoke all day and get his, you know what, lit type deal. You know what I'm saying? So he would be on some F God type stuff. You know, I, I mean, I know that that's kind of extreme, but, you know, like he said, you know, he likes rocking hoodies and shooting dice. I mean, that's what he wants. You can't convince him otherwise. So in that regard, you know, I just, I don't, I do, yes, I do believe psychologically we are impacted. But at the end of the day, I still, it still boils down to choice. And and I don't want to come off and sound like Kanye and be like, oh, choice is choice and you know sound slavery is a choice that's bull we all know that that's not a choice but what you do after the fact what you do after the fact is on you and 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 i and i say that only because again there are countless times in history where we have been able to collectively unify and get things accomplished without reparations without the help of others There are countless times in history where we've been able to come together as people and help and actually help each other get better. You know, I think that is the key. Um, The fact that there are occurrences throughout time that you can actually see African-Americans actually unifying and getting things accomplished for what we need as a collective. You know, reparations were not a factor in that regard. Well, I think I've pretty much just went on a ramble. Uh, we'll, if anybody has any questions, feel free to let me know. Um, you know, again, you can, you know, at the Black Sun 04, that's the Instagram, at the Black Sun, that's also my Twitter. And, you know, again, you can just hit me up. And, um, again, you know, if you have any comments, let me know. All right, one.